1: I'm getting ready for them today, T. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting my, eye- my eyebrows done oh, today. You God. feel me, dog? I see you no, growing your hair. out, no, buddy. you I don't look good. F- I
2: don't feel you. No, yeah.
1: I don't feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Get Your Popcorn Ready. How you doing, man?
2: Hey, man. I'm, I'm always good. This is, this is, this is it right okay. here.
1: Like we said, it's game Get day. your
2: popcorn ready, because we got a very... Very distinguished guest. Yes, sir. They may not know him, but that's okay. They're going to know him, him after, after this. today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Greg. I- Hambukian is in the building. In the building. I'm a call friend him of GP. a friend.
3: How you doing, man? I'm all right. I appreciate GP? you coming on, man. Man, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. I know you're years. busy
1: working in every day, you know, taking the time out to come sit with us for, you know, for an it's, hour, it's man. My we appreciate pleasure, you. Brother. It's That's my what's yeah. up, man.
2: Yeah, man, I know a lot of people are, are just starting to watch the show and they're like, "Man, who is this guy? Who is this? Who's the who GP yeah. guy? <laughs> who is this guy right here?" Not Gary Payton. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so I had uh, an opportunity to to meet Greg and we, we sat outside this shop for about 30 minutes. I was about to freeze, yeah. but I didn't mind it because the conversation went from talking about cars, life. It really got in-depth, mm-hmm. and on my, on my way home, I called you. I'm like, yo, we got to get this dude on the show. Yep, I remember him. Um, you have an amazing story. Um, I Thank know you. for me, it touched me because I've been around guys that have been in your situation you're going to share with us kind of like how you grew up, you know, going to prison for a number of years, getting out, starting your life over. And, man, you're,
1: you're very, very successful. Yep, yep, I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. No, <laughs> you're, you're, doing. you're doing it. Yeah, ja, just just so to give it text, you, you yeah. rode up here in a white Rolls Royce ghost. <laughs> so yeah. you Put so you doing context, okay. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? You're trying. Um but you no know, could we like to talk about people transitioning in and out of their lives. Right. Yeah, right. And again, right. Like, I'm just gonna go back to, you know, where this love for cars kinda originated for, for yourself.
3: Since I was a kid, really, like ever since like like I could remember, I've always been into cars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I grew up with it, like around them all the time. My uncle was a body tech. So when we migrated from Armenia to the States... So you he, weren't born here? No, I was born in Armenia. Okay. Um, I migrated when we migrated here. A month later, I turned two years old. Okay. So, But I pretty much grew up here. Shout you know out to I mean? the Armenians in the building. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I just always been around cars. It's always been a passion of mine. I've always dreamed about... Like ha- owning a Ferrari, mm. so I got to own it. Nice, you nice. know. So, but yeah, it was just been up and down, man. But owning a Ferrari, how
2: did yeah. that? How did that come about? You know, because like I said, I mean,
3: not everybody can get exactly, in, into I mean, a Ferrari.
2: You know, <laughs> how, how did you get money to, to, to own a Ferrari? You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Because everybody, you know. And
1: at we, what age? Yeah. We, we what was know? your first car? Yeah. Because no. I know it wasn't your first car. Was no, not look, a Ferrari. my my first. <laughs> my
3: first car was a 1995. Gold Lexus GS300. Oh, that's clean, though. Went 250,000 miles. Okay, well, he's kind of beat up. Clean Clean on the
1: outside. The engine had to (laughs) be tired, though. Hey, it was
3: fly back then. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. 250? Oh, it was on his last leg. That was my first car.
1: Okay. And then did you, like, work on that car at all? You just kind of just got in the car, you know? Yeah, so so pretty
3: much when I bought that car, it was a mess. So he was pretty much a customer of my uncle. Mm -hmm. He was moving out to Miami. So he brought it in and, hey, I got to sell this car real quick. Yeah. I said, how much you want for it? Mm-hmm. He said A $1,000. So I told my uncle, <laughs> I was like, hey, you pay me 250 a week. Could you pay him? And then I'll just work and pay it off. Nice. And the car was in bad condition, like ketchup all in the interior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> the details. He sold so, as, as, as is. thousand yeah. yeah. dollars, ketchup no, no is. No warranty, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happened is I cleaned it up. I sanded the whole car. I resprayed wow. it, made it look as new as possible. But okay. It was torn up. Though. So you did. So,
2: so you started your love for and all in for cars, like the body shop business. Yeah. Yeah. Like
3: sanding it down, yeah. repainting yeah. it. I like getting my hands dirty. I don't mind. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He's not a diva like you, basically. No. <laughs> what, what, what? That's hard labor. My guy, so it's hard labor.
2: It's you're, you're, you're quick to mislead our audience, but, you know,
1: <laughs> I grew up cutting grass, homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: I didn't get paid. Yeah. Fact, so facts,
1: I got my hands facts. dirty.
3: I know what it is.
1: Facts. So you said you were making $25 a week no, at
3: this time. No, $250 a week. 250,
1: I'm sorry, yeah. $250 a week at this time. So then you got your car. And then from there, like you was like, I got to find a better way to make more money to get a bigger, well, better
3: cars? Well, no, it wasn't really, the drive wasn't really like cars. In general, okay. So I lost my dad when I was 12, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom was a stay-at-home wife. Okay. And she didn't work. She didn't drive. Her English is not like ours. So, okay. like financially, we were in a bad, bad situation. So, um, my dad used to drive a ice cream truck prior uh-huh. to moving to work with my uncle at the body shop. So literally, when when he passed away, we were living for rent. All my mom had was an ice cream truck left Mm. we didn't have no saved up money right right right. none of that stuff right so that's when I really started like my focus went on I gotta make money for the The, family yeah yeah. Mm. and then 10 months after that like my sister got in a in a car wreck right in front of my eyes um pretty much a car struck her and Mm -hmm. She was nine years old she she had I think like eight to nine plastic surgeries. They reconstructed her whole ankle. you know what I mean, so now my dad passed away. my sister goes through Within that the same and, year, and then I just see my mom like emotionally collapsing, yeah, and at the same time we're having financial, financial trouble. trouble. Yeah. you know what I mean um and then, like literally, I think it was like six months, if I'm not mistaken after that, my mom's brother at forty three passed away from cancer mm. so it was like every day i was yeah. walking into the house it was it was just sad mm-hmm. everything was sad in my life yeah like and then i was having a little bit issues with my uncle cuz i was like yo like i'm i'm coming here i'm working all day long from 6 am to 6 pm mm-hmm. you're only giving me 250 i'm mm-hmm. driving from the valley to west hollywood area cuz mm-hmm. the shop was on pico mm-hmm. like so everything was I mean, mounting
2: on you daily, daily, bro. <laughs> pressure, so, daily. so, pressure. pressure. I
3: kind of left. I kind of left uh, my uncle's shop, and I started working at a at a pizza place. And then there was an ice rink place around around where I lived, and I was going and you know driving to Zamboni, cleaning the ice, staying till like two, three a.m. Because you had guys like renting out, throwing, doing like private hockey games and stuff. So I would stay there all night. And then that wasn't cutting it either. You know what I mean. And then at this time, I'm already like I'm going into school, to the shop, to these jobs, and I'm like, this isn't cutting it. Right. Not enough money. <laughs> not enough money your, coming your, you in. You, you know what I mean. Yourself thin. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm 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 stressed, bro. Like yeah. I'm not happy at all. Right. So then I kind of migrated to the streets. Right. Right. Like up until my dad died. I was a straight A student. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like I've never been the type to get into trouble, go on the streets. I'm just gonna keep it real. Mm-hmm. It's like I I wouldn't say I'm using what I've been through as an excuse to go that route, mm-hmm. but at that time,
2: that was your only route. It, it, it's part it, of your path. Look,
3: it really wasn't. If I had, if I would say, I, if I had a like an older male figure to mm-hmm. guide me in the right direction, right, I might have not, right, because right. I wasn't really like that. Like mm-hmm. I never said. I want to be A gangster Or I want to mm-hmm. Be a street dude Or I right. want to be A drug dealer No right. I don't, I, you yeah. know what I mean But right. it was just like At that time I felt like That's my only option mm. Right. You know Like when I look totally back I I'm not ashamed Of the stuff I went through But I've always knew I could have Done better Right.
2: You yeah I mean? You was at that Fork in the road Like okay yeah. I can go this way Knowing, okay, if I go this way, there's, more there's Some consequences, con- there's some consequences yeah. Yeah. to my actions,
3: yeah. and I was, and I, to be honest, like I was ready for the consequences.
1: Right at that time, yeah. we were like eighteen, nineteen. At this point.
3: Yeah, I would say, like, close
1: to 18. Okay, all right. So was somebody kind of pulling you in that direction, or you just kind of knew No, I was you?
3: just like, show me where the money at. Right,
1: right. You right. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
3: It was just one of those. Like, and when
1: somebody takes you and says, like, what's that? What's their definition of, okay, young fella, come over here, come with me? Like, what was that move?
3: Well, just like anything in life, you start as an employee first. You know Facts. what I mean? Facts, yeah. So it was like I started off as an just working for someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then by the time I was, like, 19, 20... I separated for myself, and then like in my early twenties, I already had like seven, eight people working for me. So you wow. kind of learned the
1: ropes the
2: first yeah. year, kind of just observing. Because
3: look, like I did, I didn't know nothing about business. That's a business at that point. Yeah, like, but <laughs> <is> it, like, <laughs> right. in the illegal way, right? <laughs> right, but, but, right, but again, it's like, that, it's that, like that, I that's what had we to try learn. to. Yeah. That's yeah. what we
1: try to un have the especially black community and white community right the the black white community brown, sees yeah. a, a CEO at a fortune 500 company but we also know CEOs on the street are just as smart, smart. as oh, yeah. those companies yeah. that you know the guys at those companies yeah right yeah
2: so I mean to, to hear your story and for you to share your story this is again like you said we have this show we brought you on this show so you can share that because again there are a lot of kids Today, mm-hmm. right now. Right now. That is at that forking road, just yeah. as you were years ago. Yeah. And you just said earlier, you didn't have a male figure in the household to guide you, to steer you one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. My man, Greg, people watching this show, steer they don't have a male far they may not steer have a male mm-hmm. figure in the household. Guess what? Watching this show, you could be that male story, figure, yeah. that voice. You don't have yeah. to physically be there, but your story can shape, and like you said, put that young individual, your man or woman or whatever it may be, in the right and direct them in the right, on the right path to yeah. where they need to be. Because like I said, they may be headed down, you know, to destruction. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they may not may not be as fortunate as, as you to yeah. understand yeah. and do what it, do the time that you did, get out and become successful. So, you know, we applaud you for coming on here just Absolutely. to share to to, to, to to share your story. Mm-hmm. You know. There's nothing to be ashamed of yeah. because like I said, you're a walking testimony yeah. of what, you know, kids can, you know, overcome.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's what the story is. You like yeah. it's like once you had your 7-8 employees, like you was like there's more money out there to be made. Like what was your thought process? It seemed like let me get Look, bigger.
3: Like you know, you know what it you know what it was? I started I took out in my mind that I'm doing something wrong. Right. Right. 'Cause everything was so perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking it's a corporation, like yeah. th- it's a business. Mm-hmm. So I'm running it. I never had it in like in my intention, like, yeah, it's something wrong and I get a high off of doing it. No. Right. It was just like I'm making good money, I'm living, my mom's taking care of her mortgage is paid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like Did I'm you ever help- have a number, like a goal in mind? No. In in this as much as possible. Yeah.
2: And I'm you know, it's interesting to hear you say, okay. You kind of just gravitated toward the streets. You didn't want to be in the streets. No, I really
3: didn't. Yeah, and it I was like you. it was. It was when I first went into that lifestyle. It was real foreign to me. I didn't know how to act because I've been a square before that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like I didn't know how to act. I didn't have the demeanor. I didn't have the look. I didn't have the slang. None of that stuff. It was like I'm in like a, He's a fish out world, of water. You know what I mean? Because my dad always kept me like, hey, let me see that report card when you yeah, come yeah. home. He saw C. Oh, it's on. Yeah. Like, no, you gotta learn. You gotta go to school. So mm-hmm. that's what I was taught, and that was what I did. I didn't go to school and cause fights or hang out with the popular kids. You know what I mean? So then, when my life changed 360 degrees, and I was like, okay, I, I'm into this. I'm gonna go all the way. Yeah, and I think I figured yeah, out
2: the, the the losing of your 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 father and. And watching that, you know, obviously mentally your your mom deteriorate, and you saw your sister, you know, um, you know be struck by a car, and obviously you, you're starting to have issues with your uncle. And I, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is that you were forced to grow up real quick.
3: Yeah, real quick. Th- those circumstances yeah. force you to it. grow up
2: real quick, and
3: it forced you to be the man of the house. Yes, yeah. before you're ready. <laughs> before that. you were really ready. And like I learned, uh, to be honest, like I learned more through my hard times and failing than Mm -hmm. I ever did. Like, if I I go back right now and the way I'm running my business right now and the way I appreciate my employees or the people I come across, Mm -hmm. I was, like, before that, I was, like, very, like, judgmental, right? If someone wasn't like me, I was like, oh, no, he's wrong. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like I go, hey, I don't know where this guy come from, what he been through, why he thinks the way he thinks. Mm -hmm. So before I'm quick to jump the gun and judge somebody or Mm -hmm. I take the time why is this man like this woman the way she is or he is so when
1: did um so again you're you got your company going when did it all go bad for you
3: I was 26 years old Mm -hmm. and five in the morning I just hear like a boom right there was probably like 200 Federal agents. Oof. I had U.S. Marshals, Secret Service. Did you? Have, what was your street name at the time? If you I, had, two I, n- I you never, never had, had a street name. of two
1: hundred people out there. They no, were like, I,
3: I never had Escobar. Like, Escobar. No, I never <laughs> had. like... I, ne- <laughs> I never had <laughs> like a nickname. Really? No, no. They called you Greg. You went GP. Right. You went GP before no, GP. Just Greg, bro. Just Greg. Just Greg. Okay. Square Greg. Square Greg.
2: Yeah, that's
1: right. Okay, so they're out there banging on the dough. Yeah,
3: so I could Hold on, I want to
2: go. No, no, but yeah. I, before you go, for the, right, before the feds come right, right in, right, right. <laughs> before he they come knocking the door yeah. down. You, you, you basically explained too, like you understood the consequences, but in one side of your brain, there was no consequences to you.
3: No, there wasn't. Really, what I told myself is, I'll go do twenty-five to life before I let my farm family starve. <sighs> That's so weird. straight up. That's so Yo, real. that's crazy Yeah, like so real. I didn't care,
2: bro yeah. So Okay I gotta process this
3: <laughs> Bro, this is this is heavy
2: <laughs> Like so,
3: there's that saying You know yeah. what I mean? You don't go into the water Thinking about getting wet <sighs> Man, No, I've bro. never heard that but You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, so
1: it.
2: So you're willing, You I, At this point You're willing to risk it all Yeah, yeah. So at this because point have do to, you have a plan? Like, I gotta I,
1: survive My right. family has to survive Right,
2: yeah. so you already In your mind Okay, you know Okay, you may get caught So if you get caught in whatever money that you've made, I'm sure you—is there a plan to you know take have your family taken care of? I'm sure. See, see,
3: that's that's the thing. Like, like I always considered myself a smart individual Mm -hmm. till I really got busted. Right. Then I was like, you're really not that smart, bro.
1: Because you didn't have no four hundred one k. You didn't have a plan. You didn't have the plan. Look, like (laughs) that's I (laughs) wanted
3: to make money to obviously help my mom and you know support myself. But why? Mm. See, a lot of people want to make What's money, but why? they don't know why. What's your right. why? So Whereas you, for now, I know why. Mm. Right. So you know at right? that point, you were just making money, and you were just living
2: at the moment. You were just t- yes. taking care of things as the money came in. Yeah. There was no, like, savings. And you said, No. no. 401k he was, was nothing. It was, was
3: know, restaurants, partying, Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Right. And then when you get busted, it's like... Oh, man. oh, that's gone. I'm I'm really not as smart as I thought I yeah. was. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to the Yeah, back hi, to the wh- what what, what how, how five
2: in
1: the morning? Five in the morning. Five in the morning. Five in the morning. Yeah. Boom. Because when you hear that knock, is that a distinct knock? Because <laughs> I've had cops <laughs> knock on the door before and I as soon as I heard that knock, I knew you, s- you know a
2: police knock.
1: <laughs> I, I just a regular knew <laughs> a pedestrian knock. I just knocked. knew
3: that it was the popo at my door. You know what you know what it was crazy? So it, we have the main house in the front, right? And then there was a garage in the back. Okay. So in the main house, it was my mom, my grandma, and my grandpa. Mm-hmm. My sister was already married out of the house. And pretty much the garage, I had converted it into my own bedroom, my own bathroom and stuff. So when I heard the bang, and I'm, I'm not that tall. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have a little, like, glass on top of the door. Mm-hmm. So all I see is, like, 200 flashlights. Like Wow. Look. I'm like, oh, damn, they're here. I already knew what time yes. it is. Wow. Yes. So it's not like, obviously, I wasn't happy about it, but it's like, I wasn't hitting my head on the wall like, what's going on? So I don't, there I there what, was no
1: split second saying, should I run? No. It's like, I'm just going to walk out and take the car. Yeah, I mean,
3: where where am I going to run, bro? I mean, Yeah, I don't I know. know just, I just.
1: Mean?
3: <laughs> right. I've, I've, you look kind of fast. In, I don't know. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not
1: T.O., you know? But I ain't <laughs> judging you can't, can't outrun 200. You can't <laughs> outrun 200 <laughs> up. Yeah. Right? If it was one or two, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, 200, no. yes. Yeah, and right. they probably
2: had your place around yeah. you. Oh, yeah. They had the, like, side streets, like. So, they had been scoping you out Look, for a minute. Yeah, so. <laughs> this ain't no yes, judgment. No. We, we just no. coming up, okay? No. Yeah, does no, does were, Greg live here? Yeah, no, they, <laughs> were, they know they, Greg they lives were,
3: here. They were scoping it out. Well, you don't know. What I noticed when you notice them, it's already too late. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And then, like, on top of it, like, r- the running factor and stuff, it was like, bro, I had my best night of sleep that night when I got bailed out. Could I was you? like, it's over. Yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's like, it's a weird feeling. So It's like, you, it's over. So when
1: you went in, like how long, so how long you went in for? Like that day? So you, so
3: pretty much what happened is that that morning they busted me. They took me to MDC in downtown, which mm-hmm. is the, like federal county. You know, fingerprints, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I think it was like 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. was my bond hearing. Mm-hmm. So my mom had to pretty much sign the house. And then the judge made me stand up in, in the courtroom and was like, you know, if you flee or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we're going to take your mom's house. And I was like, I'm not planning on fleeing right. nowhere. I wouldn't you know, do that to I mean? my mom. No. Right. So then I, I pretty much got out on bond. Um, I think I was sentenced like eight months later, seven okay. months later. Okay. How long were you sentenced for? They gave me 48 months. Okay. So which is four years. Right. Um. So pretty much. But up until that, I've never even been inside of a police station. Bro. now
1: what was the charge? What was their physical charge? So
3: there was two charges, which is a 1028 and 1029, which are pretty much the same thing, which is aggravated identity theft. Okay. So it's more thinking. of a blue-collar crime like fraud. Yep, okay. You know?
1: All right. All right, so then after that, those four years, during those four years, like, what was that thought process? When I get out of here, it's back on. Well, look, when, when I get out of here, look, you know? Well,
3: look, when, when I was... When I was really um, fighting, like fighting the case with the attorney and stuff, I still didn't know how much time I'm going to get mm-hmm. up until the last like three months when it was going to be actually my sentencing. So my attorney called me and be like, Greg, come to the office. And like from his voice, I could hear like, Something, yeah. oh, it's bad. Right. You know what I mean? So I went into his office, I was like, so what is it? He's like, 17 years. I'm like, what? 17 years? Like, what I do, kill somebody, bro? Right, like, right. what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even do something, like, on a like a massive scale, right. you know what I mean? And I was like, wait, is that if I go to trial? And he's like, yeah. I said, I'm not going to trial with the feds. Like, right. when those people come knock on your door, bro, they have everything they need. Like, yes. they're right. I'm not going to trial. Right. I said, how m- how long is my deal? He's like two to eight years. I said, look, I'm I'm my crime is nonviolent, right? Mm-hmm. I've never I don't <clears> have a record. <throat> no priors. No priors. No nothing. So yeah. I said, what? No yes, <laughs> he, know. So so I was like, <laughs> really? Like, what's my deal? He's like two to eight years. I was like, just bring me the pen. Let me sign it. I knew the judge wouldn't max me out right. at eight years because it's like it's nonviolent. And right. I don't have a prior, you right. know. So right realistically in my mind I, I thought i was gonna get like two years mm-hmm. so when i went they just gave me four right that's crazy and then i ended up doing a little under three
2: three right yeah right. wow so that was like from you said was it tw- 2016 2019 yeah
3: mm-hmm. so i went in 2016 i was released 2019 beginning of 2019 right mm-hmm. so take me as as a teenager
2: take me what you're feeling at this point, like, okay? Because leading up to that, you at some point like you're living your life. You can't go anywhere. If you do, your mom's house yeah. is just, yeah. So up in this point, you're just living your living your going about your daily life. Yeah, Pre- almost like you're preparing.
3: Are you yeah. prepa- How are you preparing? mentally? Well, I, I wasn't really preparing <clears throat> until the last month because like I'm on pretrial for like eight, nine months. Right. Okay. So So it's like a process. I'm going to court. I'm going to the probation office, check it in. But you sleep at your house every day. Yeah. So it's like it's like on pause till you get to sentenced. And then when they sentenced me, they sentenced me like I think two days after my birthday, which was June twenty second. And they gave me my surrender date, which was August. Okay. So literally like from I really felt it from being sentenced to a week after that is when they give you the official date mm. where you're supposed to go self-surrender. And then it's like, okay, it's real it's now. It's real. Right. right. It's you right. know yes. what I mean? So,
2: so can, can you just talk us mm. through that? You surrender yourself. I, I'm like you. I've never been in jail. I ain't I'm nothing.
3: Well, look, like.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
3: It's, I really don't, you hear stories, you know what right. I mean, through people, but like, but then you got prisons of different levels. Right, right. So right. I'm. Best right. you can articulate,
2: like, what were you
3: feeling? Like, say
2: everybody's experience, like I said, is different. Yeah. Like, what were you feeling? I mean, you, you know, I, know what
3: it was? It wasn't like, I wasn't scared, but I was curious. Hmm.
2: Okay. It was like,
3: what's it, what, like, it going to be? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then were you in there? Okay, you get in there
2: your, your first day.
3: Well, I already, when when before I walked in, I knew people that were there already, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I know these people are there. Okay. So, you know, when I walked in, they greeted me, they took me, gave me a like, MTV Cribs tour, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, did you did you get a nickname this time at least? No, still no, 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 no nickname. Still square, square grade. Yeah.
2: Okay. get your popcorn okay. ready. Yeah. I got my bit for this. This is a show yeah. today, guys, okay. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Okay. This is
3: a show today.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Still square grade.
1: There, there it is. There it is. Man. Okay. So in for three years. Three now, years. What was your plan when you got out, or like when I get out, I'm gonna make the plan? Okay.
3: The first thing I told myself, and like. Like, I, for me, it took me, like, about, I would say, a good four months to adapt mm-hmm. to where I am. Mm-hmm. Right? Then it becomes regular. It's like how you are on the streets. Like, mm-hmm. you just tell yourself, this is what it is. Like, this is my life for now. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in a small village. and First day of school? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is, it, it is what it is. Right. So, really, what I really told myself is, like, I, I looked at all my surroundings. And I was like, bro, there is nothing cool about this. Right. Mm. Like, nothing. Not spot. Like, no, it's not. Like, at least for me, there is. it might be a cool goal for other people. But right, right. at least for me as an individual, I was like, this this is nothing cool about this. The way I shower, the way I go to the bathroom, the what I eat. like. Right. And then so I told myself, like, okay, if I have no prior and the feds got me and gave me four years, if I go out and I do it a second time. I'm getting ten years at least, mm-hmm. cause I'm not gonna tell on nobody. I already know myself. Right. You know right. what I mean. I'm not cutting a like a deal like that. Nothing. So it's like, do I want to be forty, forty, mm-hmm. fifty, and look back and be like, oh, I did fifteen, sixteen years in prison? No, I don't want that for me. Mm-hmm. I know it happens to some people, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But if I could prepare for it not to happen, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Okay. So I wrote a few business plans. While you're in? While I'm in. Okay. Mm. This is more towards like when I'm, when I'm about to go out. And then it's like um, there's a misconception like everybody in prison is, is a bad person. Right. Which is false. You yeah, know, know what I mean? I think, I think we are. So I learned a lot from peop, other people doing time. Mm-hmm. I would sit. You have a lot of free time in prison. Mm-hmm. Like in the outside world, you don't have that free time. You're always on the go running around right, you're trying to make money, you got stuff to do, responsibilities, in prison you don't got nothing to do, right, Right? so you have a lot of free time to really think, what do I want out of life, Mm -hmm. like, what truly makes me happy, or what is my goal, or what do I want to achieve, what do I want my legacy to be, Mm -hmm. so I was really thinking about all of this stuff, and then I just got to educating myself, reading books, talking to other individuals, Maybe I could learn, because every every person you talk to, you could learn from. You know what I mean? What's one of the best stories you heard while you were in? Okay, so there was a there, and it was it was it was shocking, cause like really really like I don't. This is what the guy told me, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know the exact, but from what he told me, I still remember. His name was Arnie. He was he was from Hawaii. Grew up in a very wealthy family and whatnot. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. So he started uh pretty much he started giving courses of how to do like tax write-offs and stuff. Wow. So like he had he had pictures with like Saudi guys, billionaires and whatnot. So he was giving them courses of not no illegal stuff, right. but how to legally take advantage of the the tax know, codes, tax codes, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess he grew to like about 150 200 students or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the IRS came to him and told him, "Hey, stop." Wow. He's like, "I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm just giving courses." Right. The second time they the feds came, you better stop. Third time they busted him. So what didn't make sense and I kind of understood what he's saying is true is if okay, if you're doing any sort of like white collar crime, mm-hmm. you get busted pretty much on what you stole or what you lied about or whatever it is, right? You mm-hmm. have restitution. So Arnie had zero restitution. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't steal no money or he didn't do nothing crooked, is he? They ended up giving him twelve years. Wow! And then in prison he turned into a pastor. Wow! I mean, dude was a very, very, very wealthy before prior right. to that. So he had in prison he had lost everything. Wow! That, so and, this, that's really just and then you come help. and then you come across a lot, a lot, a lot of stories like that. Man. Yeah. And then you just go like, oh wow! wow. So basically. Him giving information to kind of manipulate the, the system. system,
2: which yeah. everybody's doing anyway. Like they do anyway. <laughs> yeah. He got busted. Yeah, he got busted. Wow. That wow. is crazy. Man, America is crazy, man. Yes, it Isn't is. it? Yes, no it comments, is. brother. No <laughs> comments. Bro, I mean, it I really is. I just agree with you. Yeah, it is. America is really crazy. <laughs> at, at.
1: Wow. So, okay, so the, the business plan, you were getting mm-hmm. those ready. Right. Like, so what was your first business plan? You so
3: my out? first business plan was trucking. Okay. Right, I, I had a goal, I want to get out, buy trucks, fuel them, and have that rolling. Knew nothing about the business. Right, right. So I started reading books on it.
1: Nice.
3: Then I came across like, so I had that written down. My next one was a pharmacy, so I had that written down. Mm-hmm. And then my third one was, was a body shop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now I get out, I'm in the halfway house. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really looking at these business plans, like, now, I got, I got six months. Put one before, of these in the Yeah, fruition. I got six months before I'm out of federal custody. That's when I got to take action, right? Mm-hmm. So I, the trucking, I really looked into it, and the problem I came across is, like, long distance is the drivers, finding reliable drivers. Mm-hmm. You, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? So I kind of kicked that one off. Totally <laughs> right. <laughs> I, that right. ain't going to so, work. So I was off. like, then it was pharmacy. So it was, government. It was a great business plan, but hey. like you said, mm.
2: pharmacy—that's too close
3: to mm-hmm. <laughs> what you already yeah. doing. But but <laughs> but see, like like you said, it's government. My name is already in the FBI database, so yes. automatically, anything I do, red flag. I was like, oh no, this is scratch gonna-. that off. The so list. I was like, <laughs> okay, now like if I'm gonna do something, and I'm gonna wake up every day, and I'm gonna give it my all, mm. and I'm gonna go to the workplace, and I got gotta be something I'm passionate about. Absolutely, like. I've had my business already, so I got out of federal custody February of 2019. I opened my shop March 1st of wow. 2019. Wow! And I just been grinding since then. It never been a day I woke up and be like, shit, I gotta go to work. Wow, that's an awesome story. Bro. So that's awesome. That, that's man. cool in that sense. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that
1: is fantastic.
3: So man. I want to go to the, the the exact
1: reason you went.
2: to it. You said it was a 1028,
1: was
2: it? 1028 and a ten, twenty-nine. Yeah. So, what is what is that exact? What is that, those codes? What does that it's mean? It's called
3: aggravated identity theft. So, pretty much, my crime was credit card theft. Theft. That's that's the crime. So I remember okay. one time
1: I was at okay. a Walmart and my credit card didn't work. I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 it's like because everybody's been there. Everybody's yeah. had their credit card stolen. Whatever. Um, identity, yeah, identity, I mean, right?
2: You, you ain't lying. That's it's a it's a headache.
1: Oh, it's and it's worldwide. It's like worldwide. Right. Like the people who do it could be in India or Saudi. Well, or now with the whole
3: hackers and stuff, they could just pull the information right. online. Right, know, right. Right.
1: Right. Right. Okay, so you started the shop, and then, I mean, obviously, you're doing well. This is three years later, four years later now. Yeah. So, like, when did it really start to take off for you?
2: Right, and, and, and I remember too. We <clears> talked outside your shop. And you said you had three hundred thousand. Yeah, that's all I had. Was when you got out. That's a, yeah, that's a good start. Three hundred thousand. Good start. Great start for anybody getting out of prison. Sure, a hmm. lot of people that's working don't have that much.
1: Get out of college. They don't. They right. three hundred thousand
2: in debt. debt. <laughs> So you said 250 went into the shop and you yeah. had 50.
3: Yeah, for, I just put that in the bank account. For, for payroll. Payroll, parts, I got to buy paint because I'm fixing cars. Right. And then what I, what I the first thing I landed through the help of my brother-in-law, actually, because he was a tow truck driver. Um, he knew the guy, Avis Rent-A-Car, right here mm-hmm. by LAX. Right. I got a contract with them. So he was like, I know I'm not gonna make money off this contract, but at least it'll help me pay my rent and pay my employees. Consistent work till I figure something out. Yeah. Um. So I kept that probably like four months, and then I canceled them, mm-hmm. and then I just I just came across like just people, cause like I say, whether it's in the business world or whatever, if you I don't I don't believe in I could do everything alone. Right. You know what I right. mean. Okay. Like I'll say like. Uh, business is no different than a, than a than a sports team, right? You have good group of teammates. Yep. You're gonna be successful. You Bad don't locker you're, you're room. You're not. You, ain't you know way. what I mean. So, I I always said like number one, I'm gonna always act like an employee. I'm gonna go in and work with them every day. So number one, they respect me, and I respect them too, right? Right. And then I was like, as a business owner like I got to be a coach, I got to be a good facilitator. Right. You know what I mean? So I just always <laughs> kept that attitude. Right. And then like always people tell me like Greg you're working too much. Go no t- such thing. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like to, no such thing. Like honestly working. like to me it doesn't feel like work. Right. Cuz you love what you're doing. Yeah, I like I like what, what I do. Loving. And then like look, the one thing I like about really what I do is like the type of people I meet. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I meet different type of, like, really good people. Mm-hmm. And then it's like that customer turns into a friend. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like just the way I I met Teal and I'm here today. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. What was like, the
1: first, like, uh, again, you're, you're getting the company started. What was that first deal that came through or that first relationship that came through? You were like, look, if I can do this with this person, right, I'm going to start getting with, you know, making a lot more money.
3: Um, It might sound cliche or... I never had that in my mind. Right. Right? It's like the way I look at it, okay, if, you, if you're gonna bring me business, I gotta meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. So if you're grinding for my business and I'm just sitting there in the office folding my arms, I'm a fail. Right. Because that's my baby. Right. You right. know what I mean? So how did you become so successful? How's the business so successful today then?
1: I mean, just through like it's, it's a little bit of luck. You could say that, but obviously you you've done you've created something. Like done like your homework. You it's like hard look, to I, do.
3: I believe in luck. I believe in luck, but I also f- believe in creating your own luck. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The harder you
1: work, the luckier you get. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: So it's like, if I was to say luck, it's I would only relay that to the people I came across and I, like I had the opportunity to meet. Mm-hmm. That I, but then what comes in is your character. If you could hold your word, yes, right. I believe in like good way of doing business. The way I think now is like, okay, like if To brings me his car, and I know if I say ten thousand, To is gonna give me ten thousand. Mm-hmm. But then he might might never see him again, because mm-hmm. he's one day he's gonna go tell his friend, oh, I paid ten, oh, Oh, you, you got ripped off. Right. So I'm gonna give To a good price, but now if I give him a good price and I give him quality work, tell his friends. Right. He's not gonna go. Hey, how much do you charge? How much do you right. charge? He's gonna be like, "Oh, Greg's the guy." Because I'm, he go, yeah, he go right? hook it up. Because I know he's not ripping me off, and I'm getting quality work. Yeah. You're established, right. A so right. I always, I always kept it in that, and I was like, I'll, I want to make a little money and make it forever. Mm. In the past, like, see, I made big Most money, money. Big big quick money, money. but yeah. it was temporary. <laughs> yes. Right. I don't want to have that temporary money no more. I just want to be secure. And then, the more work I put in the more individuals I meet. Mm-hmm. So now that little money adds on to little money, yeah. to little money, to little money, and then you're like, yeah. oh, I'm making this much money.
1: Well, let's see how much you've learned throughout this process. Now what are you doing for life after? What are you doing for the 10-year plan, the 20-year plan?
3: Okay, so so pretty much right now, um, my 10-year plan I just started, well— my new location that I moved into cost me a million plus. Let's go
1: back to your regular location. Let, yeah. Matter of fact, let everybody know. We'll say it at the end as well. But let everybody, where's the original location?
3: My original location,
1: Auto Group, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
3: still the same name. I was just at a, like a different location, okay. physical location. So that was about like seven thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. I pretty much had four bays, and one of the bays was the spray booth. Okay. So so I kind of started little office. So I kind of started from there. I was there for three years, okay. and then I've been at my new location April 1st marked the year. Okay. And where's that at? That's in the city of Reseda. Reseda, okay. okay.
1: Auto Group in Reseda, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
3: it's, yeah. the name is RR Auto Group. RR Auto Group.
1: Yeah. Okay. And can you make one of those big—it's the, the paint for the car, right? Yeah. I would love to put tea in there and just turn it on like a, like a silver or white color and just <laughs> spray them down for like about 30 minutes.
3: Can we do that? Can we make that happen? You, I'll give you the boot. You can do that. I I'm can not. hit the button. Yeah, you can hit the button. I'm no, that. That. <laughs>
1: that'll be fun, dog. Let's try that. Let's try that. That'd, that'd be really? Fun. This is yeah. How just about we just? How about TV. we just, just spray for your forehead? Okay, we can do that, that too. We can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: yeah. So, man, amazing story.
1: That's awesome, man.
2: Very successful. <clears throat> I mean, what would you tell? What you've learned?
1: Mm.
2: You gotta. 15, 16 seven year old kid yeah. going down the wrong path knowing what you've gone through what would yeah. you tell a kid today yeah. to prevent them from going down your path because you've already experienced it yeah. you knew you know the consequence you knew the consequences going yeah. into it that mm-hmm. is not the spot right. right you I mean you already said hey, look this is what I got to do if I gotta get 25 of life this is what I got to get. What would you tell a kid that's listening, a mom or
3: dad, or granddad, grandma, uncle, aunt? Like, I could only I could only tell people what I felt, you know what I mean? And I didn't feel that really till it hit me, like till I got out, I opened my business and I started doing good for myself. It's like, wow, bro, I'm I put the same effort mm. into something wrong mm-hmm. and It was temporary, led me to destruction, Mm -hmm. a lot of stress, a lot of whatever that comes with the whole street stuff, lying and, you know, fighting and all of that stuff. And now I'm doing this with the same effort, and I'm getting more ahead in life. Whereas for it's something that's building. And then, like, in in the past, like, you would go somewhere, you would come across, like, what do you do? Oh. Where like, what do you do now? Yeah. Oh, I own a collision center. Mm-hmm. Not not in the sense of like, shit, you don't got to hide nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, right. And then you tell yourself like, hey, man, like, I'm, in, I'm happier now. Yeah. You right. have some pride about yourself. Like I'm happier now than what I was before. Yeah. And then I grew more as an individual. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you, like, I don't believe in the sense of you can tell someone or people, I feel like you got to really want it you know what mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. right true yeah that's even
2: even in our sports yeah. you got you know you got to tell kids and i'm sure he he coaches a lot of kids see kids on a daily basis and he sees the different personalities sees yeah. the different talents um he going through and how he grew up playing different levels knowing that there's different levels mm-hmm. to to this shit yeah. like everybody says yeah, levels uh, to this. and you have to with our experience, be able to try to mold and groom these kids and keep them on the right path and steer them the right way. But, again, you know, these kids, they have their own mind. They have their own motives. Um, mm-hmm. And for us, we try to use our experience to try to mold and guide them in the right way the best we can. Um, understanding, like, hey, these kids are, at some point, they think they're grown. Um, we <laughs> they know do- it all. Right, exactly. <laughs> we, we try to do our best to kind of just at least – share some words of encouragement wisdom whatever that may be to keep them on the right path and hope they stay on that but at the end of the day like i said we've all seen you know the bad experiences you know we've seen other people go through things that we're trying to do and knowing the outcome but still do it anyway and sometimes you have to hit your set you hit your head upside the wall on the wall to actually straighten up or get on the you know also also like
3: i've been young too so like also like Look like not a lot of kids get the opportunity to meet people like you. You know what I mean? Right. It's different when you're a kid because I've been there too. I'm sure we all been there. Mm-hmm. When you come across someone that really made it, and you take their advice it's different. It's, it's different. like, oh, this man made it, so I, I they admire you more. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. Right. So, because we also come across the kids,
1: especially you know, last probably five to ten years. It's like, or since he went to the hall. Right, we'll have a kid who is still in the streets, but he's a super good athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straddling the fence. Straddling the fence and then they still choose the street side and then they want to come back and do the athlete thing after they get out at 24 and 25 and we're like, oh, I wish you would have listened. Mm-hmm.
3: They don't always listen. And it's that we temptation, sit there and say, man, yeah, it's it's the it's, temptation. So gets the best of you. Yeah, right.
1: sometimes. And then that's why
2: too. That's why I asked you because you've been there. Like you've been that like you say you've been that kid. You know, and through your testimony, through you being here on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast today, is like you're sharing your story of yeah. those kids are gonna be you one day. Yeah. Hopefully they don't in the in the bad sense. But in the good but, sense, yeah. Right. But they have an example of what not to do. But they also have a an example of you can bounce back based on
3: Oh yeah, I I don't believe in that it's ever too late you right, just right. really got to want something right and not and not get scared from working hard for it right you know what i mean right yeah any like i say anything worth having in life mm-hmm. is going to take hard work and sacrifice mm-hmm. without Absolutely. those two you can't you can't reach it whether it's if you yeah. want to have a beautiful family if you want to have a good career or or a good friendship you know what i mean right. gotta work you always got to give and get it's yeah. never it's never get only yeah. You got to right. give to. You right. know what I
1: mean? That's all. Awesome. So, so we're, we're giving you this opportunity, right? And so, what we're getting from this is this white ghost out in the parking lot, right? Yeah. We are getting the Rose, <laughs> So, we got to make sure we get that, <laughs> get some k- pictures of that when we, oh, we leave when out of here. Whatever so,
3: you need, my brother.
1: There, You heard him, right? It's contractual. It's yeah. all on TV. No, I just want to say thank you again. Yeah, make sure you let everybody you know where they can find man. you on IG and Twitter and social media as well.
3: Okay, so as far as the business goes, um, the Instagram, you can find it on RR Auto Group LA. Uh, You'll see this logo right there. There it is. Mm -hmm. Um, We're located in the city of Reseda. So usually, like, we get a lot of DMs through Mm -hmm. Instagram of people what they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, We pretty much specialize in all sort of collision accidents. We work with all the insurance companies. And customization, pretty much anything you could imagine, we could get done. Yep, yep, he did that. Customizing
1: cars and putting yeah. wraps on
3: rims. Yep, uh, decal logos. Yeah, yeah I he'll got put, one put done. His, I think yep, he'll yep. put his
1: face on the mirror. Or whatever, something like you, that. whatever. It's hey, gonna be something hey, crazy. It's where if
2: he can, if it can be done, <laughs> this guy can do it. R and <laughs> yeah. they can do it. There it so, is. So yeah, hey Junior, can you bring that uh that 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 uh, that little piece of uh equipment in here so I can uh, give it to my man.
1: We got we got some uh, junior. We got some equipment. We got a we got yeah, a yeah. little uh, gift. Yeah yeah yeah. We got yeah, a yeah. gift that keeps on giving. Yeah
2: oh, yeah yeah. It ain't, it ain't the it ain't the jersey, but I got him a helmet. Hey, I got him a forty nine helmet. Hey, if I come, ac- if I come okay. across, I got you. I'ma sign I it right here. You, man. I'ma, I'ma okay. sign it right here. If I come across that jersey, I got you. I know you've been looking all over the place. Yeah, I've been looking all over. The place. I, but I trust me. You know, my word is bun. I'm one. Of, I follow through. But this is what I came you, across today. That's We're gonna right, give you this helmet. That's
1: all right, buddy. we gonna put this in the shop. Yeah, wherever you want. Okay. I'm gonna frame it too. You're
0: frame yeah. You need to put his
1: head in
2: there. Uh, go oh, man. Go ahead okay. on, man. Go ahead <laughs> on, man. <laughs> How about that? Do that. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. Got my man right here. Man, I appreciate you, my brother. Yes, sir. Yeah. Congratulations, man. It's yeah. a great yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Keep My man, great. Work. And
3: once again, man, thank you for having me. You know, I'm yeah. just an ordinary guy to be on a podcast like this to even have the opportunity. Like Amen. I said, it also has to do with the great people I've met, like Junior. Junior introduced me to T.O., you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like that's, that's why I believe treat people right always yeah, because you don't know what that could lead to. Absolutely. You know what I Amen. mean? I'm a true believer in that.
2: I, the word you use, ordinary, people always ask me about my career, this and that and the other, and how I did this. I, I too, say that I'm ordinary. I just happen to do some extraordinary things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Don't ever consider yourself ordinary, even though like I said, that's just a humble being that you are. But I I tell people the same, the same. I'm like, I'm just an ordinary guy, just having to do some extraordinary things on the football field. So man, you've done, you know, you've done the time. Not something that's not something to be proud of, but guess what? You've helped a lot of people by sharing your story today. You know what I mean? And like appreciate I said, we appreciate you coming on. On the show, man, giving us some little bits and nuggets to, to really for all our you know viewers out there that's that's watching this. Like I said, it's you know you never know who's gonna pop up on the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Yeah, there show. So, it is. I mean, as soon as we talked, I was like, man, we got to get this guy on the show, man. So appreciate your time. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate Junior. But yeah, man. There's GP yeah, in yeah.
1: the building. GP, Go check on it out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> GP on GPR. Yes, sir. GP on GPR. Hey. I'll let y'all. Yeah.